It's the big wake-up call. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and it is that time once again we head on over to the World News Center and visit with Bill McCormick. Bill, good morning. Good morning. How are you this bright and slightly nippy day? Uh, I'm feeling bright and uh, and surprisingly a little nippy. I should have dressed in layers. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm staying indoors as much as I can today, you know, it is what it is. It's what, winter in Chicago. What is happening, Bill? I can't believe, as we record this, as we are here live, that, that Christmas Eve is just a week away. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty weird. It's like, you know, um, <laughs> this whole year just seems to have been one giant blur. I think from March of 2020 to now, it's just been a blur. But, oh well, we muddle through. Uh, yeah, so, and, you know, uh, and and next year it looks like we're going to continue that for a while. So I suggest um, just, you know, that's it. I have no suggestions. My suggestion is silence because I am literally out of ideas. Yeah, I am too. That's why instead of worrying about it, I'm just going to talk about something fun. Yay, okay. Yay. On uh, December 24th, 1955, a department store in Denver uh, had come up with this great promotion Went in the local paper that day, and the deal was all day before Santa had to leave at night, all day you could call their store and you could talk to Santa directly. And they put the number in big, big old print in the ad so children could see it and would call. And how did that work? Not well at all. Um, <laughs> they put the wrong number in the ad. Oh, no. So instead of the little little you know, the little tykes and the little innocent cherub's cheeks getting to chat with Santa, they called the Continental Air Defense Command, CONAD. Oh, okay. And specifically, it's operations center at Colorado Springs, Colorado. Now, just for the record here, so you know, talk a little bit about this. Their job at that time was to maintain nuclear aircraft carrying nuclear weapons up and down the coast of our country to protect our shores. And also to um, patrol or control the airspace over the whole country. They just, you know, everything kind of went through them. Everything goes through them. Right. And um, this this was before ICBM. So our air fleet of, of, of nuclear missiles was, was of crucial importance. Correct. And doing, being Santa was not. Right. Uh, Air Force Colonel, uh, the gentleman named Harry Shoup, he was the commander on duty when uh, the first call came in a little little girl's call. He quickly realized what mistake had been made and assured the child that he was Santa and, then, you know, blah, 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 gifts were on their way. As the calls started piling up, he had the staff do it, and they started to do something different because they couldn't all be Santa. Some of them were female and some were, you know, different people. They couldn't all go, oh, oh, oh. So he had them to say they were Santa's elves and that they, they were keeping track of Santa. So Santa's Santa's over Tobago right now, and he's heading our way. He's over Singapore. He's coming this way. And they were doing that based basically on where was it on the planet that it was midnight. Wherever it was midnight, that's where Santa was. They, okay. Yeah. how they did it. So it worked, and it worked really well. The next year, even though they got the phone number thing and everything straightened out, the next year they thought it might be a cool little idea to start to let radio stations know where Santa was at so they could, you know, they could tell their kids and, you know, tell their, their audiences, coming in 4 o'clock, Santa's over, blah, 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 um, on Christmas Eve. And thus began the tradition of the Santa Tracker. 
Now, we should have a more high-tech Santa tracker at this point right now with, with GPS. We ought to know not just the city and country. We ought to know the specific address where Santa is at any point. Um, they don't do that out of privacy for the people involved because they don't want you to think you're spying on their homes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Once again, a, another wonderful bit of technology that could be used for childhood joy, just eliminated by a meddling bureaucracy. <laughs> what they do do, and they've got it now, they've got a website where you can watch Santa Tracker and everything, santatracker.com. Um, and Conad, by the way, has been taken over by NORAD. Um, so they got taken over in 1958. And they've just continued this thing. It's become... It's become an entity in and of itself. They've actually had to farm it out to volunteers who are now paid volunteers because they've gotten sponsorships and stuff. And there's like 20 corporate sponsors in this thing. Really? To make it happen. And so if, yeah, but if, here's the cool if, if I called it right now, is, is there there a sales pitch if I call right now? You have reached the Santa Tracker, brought to you no. by Exxon. Please hold. Nope, nope. While you're on hold, nope. why not hit some Titleist golf balls, the official golf balls of Santa Claus? Please hold. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, first of all, they don't have a phone number anymore. Second oh. of all, the website just has some very little stuff down on the footer of who all the sponsors are, and you have to scroll down to see it. It's not intrusive at all. Yeah, but uh, i got to go through the entire terms and conditions and privacy policy and accept all cookies before I can find out about Santa. This is just getting to be too much. <laughs> you just go to the page, and it pops right up. You don't. Don't make don't make it harder than it is. Okay. But here's the thing. I mean, you got to think about this for a little bit. Back in 1955, that store had hired somebody or cajoled somebody into playing Santa. They probably had more than one because you know you're going to get a lot of calls from kids who want to talk to Santa. Um, so those people had nothing to do that night because <laughs> all the calls were going to Conan. Yeah. And you got to give Air Force Colonel Harry Shoup some credit here. He, this was happening on the fly. He had no warning. He had no no intel at all that what was about to happen to him. And inside of 10 minutes, he had this thing down to a well-oiled machine. I mean, this is the military at its finest. We have a problem. There is a solution. Implement the solution. Boom. Go with it. You know, it's just that's what they do. They don't just run around with guns and kill people. They they do a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, sometimes killing people is a good thing, too. But um, they do a lot to help our country and help the world in general. And in that spirit, Colonel Shoup did it perfectly. He nailed it. And and literally, from everything I've read, it was inside of 15 minutes he had this whole thing running like a well-oiled machine. That he deserves a lot of credit there. Basically, with the similar amount of notice he would have had, like, to plan an attack, he was able to do a whole plan for... Uh, the implementation of the Santa Tracker. That That's very, very impressive, and, it, and it's certainly uh, a, a kinder, gentler thing to do. Right. Um, and, you know, and it's funny you mentioned the attack, because uh, this is one of the things that they, they actually had to deal with it during the night to make sure Santa wouldn't bump into a nuclear warhead as it was coming through the sky. Ooh, there you go. So, you know, a little more, a little more thought went into it than I might have put into it, but there they go. They, they, had, it all, they had it all figured out. And um, if you go up to worldnewscenter.org, um, I've got a link to the actual Santa Tracker. You can just go straight to it. It's fun. Uh, if you've got kids, it's really a lot of fun. And, I mean, I'm, I'm 60 years old, but I still believe in Santa because I kind of figured it out. When I, was, when I was a little kid, Santa Tracker was first coming on the, on the TV and stuff. 
WGN used to run it uh, back in the early 50s. And so, you know, we sit glued to the television, Santa's coming, ooh, Santa's coming. And then um, as I got older and I started helping my uncle and aunt make toys for, the, you know, build, assemble toys for their kids, um, I still watched the Santa Tracker. Of course, I, you know, I was a little more aware of what was going on. But I, in my mind, I, I was now a Santa's helper. I, you know, I was there to help Santa. And I've kind of kept that with me all through my life. And so, Aww. yeah, so, you know, like when Christmas comes around, I love doing stuff for other people um, just because, it, you know, that's what Santa would do. And um, I know it's a little cheesy, but it works. No, that's what we need this time of year. I am fine with cheesy and heartwarming, and I just would like to keep this tradition going. And all of these innocent kids, especially the couple years they've had, they need Santa more than ever. They need something like that to believe in. I, I agree. And whenever someone like you know gets snarky with me and says there's no such thing as Santa Claus, and then, you know I'm an idiot, I point out to them the letter written on September 21st, 1897 by veteran newsman Francis Barcellus Church for the uh, New York Sun. And uh, it's one of the most famous letters in the, in the history of West Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Right. Uh, um, you know, but what I love about it is the backstory on Francis. This was like a chain-smoked chain cigar, hard-drinking, not a lovely human being, uh, difficult to work with, uh, had a brilliant command of the English language, made an excellent editor, but he like, if you were going to get trapped in an elevator with someone, this is not the guy. Somehow, this letter landed on his desk, and of all the people, you would think that this guy, of all the people in the world, would just go, your little friends are right, Santa doesn't exist, leave me alone. Ah. He instead wrote, like, five paragraphs that starts out with, you know, and she says, uh, please tell me the truth, is there a Santa Claus? My little friends say no. Um, he says, Virginia, your little friends are wrong. They have been affected by the skepticism of a skeptical age. And it goes on, they do not believe except they see. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful letter. If you haven't read it, I've got it up on the worldnewscenter.org. Um, you can go through the link. It's a, it's a bit lengthy. But it's, and it's an incredible letter, and it really captures the essence of what is Santa Claus? What, what, what are we talking about here? He, you know, this is a, a, a man of love that is going to be around for 10 times, 10,000 years, you know, however they do it. And um, it's just cool, you know, and it's a nice letter. And it's always fun to be able to read it to people because you, you can get really emotional with it. You know, they think that nothing can be which is not comprehensible to their little minds. <laughs> well, and, and does that tie into Christmas? Are we getting Santa through St. Nicholas, through the account of, you know, Jesus saying to Thomas, because you have seen me, you've believed, but blessed are those that have not seen and have believed? Yeah, um, there, there's a lot of that. Um, as somebody said, there's, there's a lot of mythology borrowing there. Um, there you know, there's a, some pagan stuff. St. Nicholas, of course, was a real person. Um, for those of you who don't know his story, he was a pretty interesting dude. About five foot tall, he's what they call raw bone, which means he was thin but really muscular. And he would beat up sailors who did rude things or hard, tried to harm a child. <laughs> He'd just go down to the docks and keep the snot out of them. But that's not the portrayal we see in any illustration. We see this, you know, heavenly-looking figure. Yeah, uh, well, you know, he's a saint now, so they, he gets to be... That's true, that's figure. true. He gets the halo. You know, um, and, you know, of course, obviously St. Nicholas being Turkish, he was a dark-skinned man, um, which kind of gets lost in the shuffle. But then there was 
there's German and uh, Russian and different uh, different Christmas holiday traditions that kind of all got blended together. Yeah, and you know, finally became what we call Santa Claus. Um, the original Santa Claus is in the 1700s. Uh, you saw any depictions of them. They were pretty much thin, muscular men. They could be farmers. It wasn't until uh, the Coca-Cola ads in the late 1800s where they made him a jolly fellow with the cheeks and the, the character that we all know today. Sure, um, because they wanted to make him chubby and say like, oh, well, Santa drinks this, you know, sugary, fizzy water and he's fine. Let's all drink fizzy sugar water and we can get bellies and we'll be fine. And you know, I wonder how much of a belly he was going to get drinking that substance. It was actually made with cocaine back then. But, uh, <laughs> no wonder Santa could stay up all night. Yeah, that is really jolly. <laughs> oh, yeah, those are reindeers and they fly. Yay. Yay. Uh, no, I mean, in all seriousness, the Santa Cracker thing is one of the coolest things out there. Um, they leave it online all year, so there's different things. They have different events and different things so kids can go up and check in on Santa in July to make sure everything's cool, you know. Um, and it, it, it's just well done. Um, it's, it's a fun thing to do. It's fun to do with your kids on, on Christmas Eve. Um, you can just put it on in the background or on a screen and it'll track Santa for you, you know, in real time so you can still have your dinner and drinks and everything else. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's fun. Kids really like it. Um you know, it, it's uh, it's very inviting to younger eyes. I'll put it to you that way. They do it very, very well, very well designed. The colors are bright and clear and easy to see. You know, it's nothing that's going to confuse a kid um, or me because I'm getting older. My eyesight's going. Now, uh, this <laughs> Santa Tracker website is this very, very secure? Because you know the the hackers all around the world. The last thing I would want them to do is mess with Santa Claus. Uh, well, it's run by the Department of Defense, so... Okay. Um, and, and it's literally run, and I, this is I, this is why it kind of amuses me, it's run through the same basic uh, server section that handles uh, America's nuclear capabilities. So you can kind of think of it as Santa Trackers protecting Santa's nukes and vice versa. All right. Protecting Santa's nukes... Protecting Santa's nuclear arsenal. I'm less worried about that than thinking about, you know, the North Pole is not even a landmass. It is just ice floating on water. And what is the future of the North Pole for Santa? Well, we hope global warming doesn't take him out because uh, that would be that would be sad. But um, for right now, everything is okay. He's still up there. Um, the North Pole is still up there. Um the only penguins that are up there are the ones he brought with him, because that's a long story that makes a wonderful little movie. Um, and uh, so far, everything's working the way it's supposed to work, and kids can follow along by going up to the Santa Tracker website. Just blow Santa Tracker into a Google, and you'll get right to it. Um, it's a lot of fun, and uh, the story is just so cool, because how a wrong number basically changed everything. Well, I think that's a great story, and it's a lovely point to stop here before we get into anything weird. So I'm just going to send people over to worldnewscenter.org. I guess you'll find weird stuff there. Uh, com at BillMcSciFi on Twitter, at Big Wake Up Call. And please check out the all-new Big Wake Up Call podcast. That's what it's called, the all-new Big Wake Up Call podcast. 
You can find it on Apple Podcasts, on Google, on iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, please download, and, and please leave us a review. It would help a lot. And in the meantime, everyone, happy holidays, and I look forward to seeing you next year.